You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 33. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Have you ever had a challenge in your business where it's lasted weeks, months, years, or even your entire career, and you think to yourself, there is no solution. I don't know what to do. In other words, you need a game changer. If so, know this, you are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a consistent way to get to the next level. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they're so busy working in their business that they're not working on their business. So what do you do? (laughs) <laughs> you have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing, keep getting the level of success or lack of success that you've been getting, or you could learn the top game changers in your business. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the top game changers in your business, part two. So, if you're sick of being on a production plateau and you're ready for the next level, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn the top game changers in your business? Well, I said it before and I'll say it again. Because if you don't learn from other advisors and agents, failures and mistakes, you'll always stay on a production plateau. And like I said in the previous podcast, Einstein said it best. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And you don't want to be crazy. And that's why I did this podcast, a part two, because there's so many game changers that I want to make sure that you really understand what's possible in your business. So we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding game changers. So if you didn't listen to the previous podcast, let me explain again what they are. Second, the top game changers in your business. You see, there's just so many of them that I couldn't do it all in one podcast. So we're going to cover five in this podcast today. And third, the next step, so that you don't just get information, you get transformation. Because just listening to a podcast and forgetting about what you heard isn't going to do anything. Instead, you want to do something. You want to take action and get better results. Now, Before we jump in into these three things, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like, and your life be like for that matter, if you applied the tools and techniques that you're going to hear in this podcast, and you knew that you could get success? Would you be motivated? Would you be energized? Would you be empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. So I said it in the previous podcast, what's a game changer? And I had a definition. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you definitely want to listen to it because we covered five game changers in that previous podcast. And I mentioned that the meaning of a game changer is just this. It's pretty simplistic. The meaning of a game changer 
is a newly introduced element or factor that changes an existing situation or activity in a significant way. In other words, it's something that you're doing different. You're introducing something different, and it worked. And you can do it over and over and over again. But in order to have those game-changer moments, so to speak, you got to stop being crazy. <laughs> you got to stop doing the exact same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's why, as I mentioned before, I wrote a book called 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire. Out of the hundreds and hundreds of financial advisors and insurance agents and wholesalers and branch managers and agency managers, I whittled down the game-changer moments, the things that they did, down to 10. Here's the tough part. It's difficult to talk about all 10 of those in one podcast, so we have a part two. So what we're going to do is we're going to cover the next five game-changers. And if you apply these game-changers and the previous ones, I guarantee you, you're going to have success as well. The top game changers in your business. I had mentioned this in the previous podcast that one of the hardest things to do with a podcast is to convey you all of your materials in one episode. And that's why <laughs> I've decided that we were going to spread this out into two parts, this topic into two different episodes. But let's do a quick recap on the previous podcast. I covered five game changers. And the first was this, mastering your mindset. You see, everything begins between your ears. If you don't have the right mindset, you won't pick up the phone. You won't do anything. And you'll probably be out of the business or you'll stay on your production plateau for your entire career. Number two, conquer the fear of rejection. Now, chances are, if you're in this business and you're a veteran, you conquered it at one point, but it doesn't mean it's always conquered. Here's what I mean. Sometimes what veterans do is they spend years, their rookie years, prospecting, working hard, and not caring about rejection. But then they have this thing that I call learned rejection. And veterans have that quite a bit, which is basically they don't want to prospect again because they don't feel like they want to get rejected again. And I talk about how to conquer the fear of rejection, so you have a game changer in your business. Number three, mastering motivation and momentum. <laughs> mastering motivation and momentum is a difficult thing to do sometimes unless you have the right tools. And if you do, and I talk about those in the previous podcast, you'll realize that mastering motivation and momentum is just a process, and that's a game changer. And number four, mastering your time management. You see, just getting busier isn't always the best thing. <laughs> Instead, you have to be productive. And in the previous podcast, I talked about using tools and using a formula for mastering time management. And the formula is structure to the day plus interruption management equals mastering time management. And I talked about the tools that one advisor used to have a game changer in his business because he doubled his business in a year and he doubled it again a year and a half later. And number five, mastering your questions. Most advisors and agents don't take the time to map out their questions, or better yet, to learn a process called questions-based selling or spin selling. 
as it's referred to as well. And it's a process to help the prospect understand that you're listening, but also to come to a conclusion that they want to buy. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. And when you understand how to master questions-based selling, it's a game changer. Now what we're going to do is we're going to cover five more game changers that I believe if you apply these, you will have significant success in your business. But I got to tell you something before we start. Remember this, no matter what challenge you've ever gone through or any challenge that you're going through right now or any challenge you will go through, know this, there is always, always, always a solution. There's always a solution. So let's jump in to the next game changer. Game changer number six, mastering your stories. Story-based selling is something that has been around for a long time. But you got to ask yourself, how do top producers sell? You would think with their vast amount of success that, and their client base, they just tell people what to do. But you'd be wrong. In fact, I believe there's a common denominator. Top producers tell stories. They do it well. What they do is they take these complex, well, maybe not to you complex, but these complex investments and insurance products that laymen just don't know and don't understand. And they tell stories to make it simple. So when they take complex products or services and relate it to something that people can relate to, like a metaphor or an analogy or an experience, they connect. And when they connect, they close. You see, years ago, when I stumbled across story-based selling, I realized that I'd been doing it for years and didn't even know it. But what I didn't realize was that there was a way to create my own stories. And you can do it too. And you can create a storybook. That's what I did. So that you can tell the same stories over and over again when the time comes. Also, get this. Stories can be used to defuse a situation and establish a connection. Let's say that someone says, I'm busy. In addition to being busy, what else is holding me back from wanting to get together? Just busy. Is there anything else? No, I'm busy. And you jump into a process that I call the reconnection strategy. You're just telling a story. I completely understand you're busy. But it reminds me of a, of a client that I had years ago that was just too busy to get together. And we were going to review his life insurance. Guess what happened to him? I don't, I don't know. He passed away? Exactly. Guess how much insurance he had? I don't know. Not enough. And can you see why it's so important for us to get together? and just review what you currently have just to make sure you're okay before it's too late. And that is adding a story to defuse the situation, to take the limelight off of the prospect. The point is, is that there's a challenge here. The challenge is disconnecting because either you're confusing them with a product they don't understand or they just seem to be disconnected. And the solution comes down to mastering story-based selling. The tools and techniques come down to understanding how people buy. Get this. People buy from the right side of their brain. Studies have shown that people buy from the right side of their brain the creative side. So when you tell a story, you're connecting to the creative side. 
The second step is to understand the four types of stories. That's what I call it anyway. Number one, an analogy. A blank is like a blank. A mutual fund is like a grocery bag. <laughs> Number two, a metaphor. A blank is blank. All the world is a stage. That's a metaphor. An experience. It reminds me of a client that I had years ago who didn't have time to get together. Pause. And number four, a pros the prospect's experience. I call it a reverse experience. Have you ever known anybody that has gone to a nursing home? And they would say, well, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, it was my father-in-law. How long was he there? Uh, it was probably about three years. Was it inexpensive or did you think it was expensive? Oh, no, it was expensive. So if you need to go to a nursing home, let's say in the next 20 years, you think it's going to be less or more expensive? Oh, it'll be a lot more expensive. How do you want to pay for that? Do you want to pull that out of your retirement savings? No. That's exactly why I'd like to get together with you. And let me explain what I mean. Now you're going to talk about long-term care. You see, I pulled that person into the conversation by asking their experience. So four types of stories, analogies, metaphors, experience, and the reverse experience story. The next tool, the four steps to story-based selling. And it's simple, but most people don't know this. It's an intro, then the story-based selling statement. So the intro, has anybody ever explained what long-term care insurance is? And then the story-based selling statement, long-term care insurance is kind of like a blank. And then the story, and then close. Intro, story-based selling statement, story, and close. Now picture this. When you've been doing this and you've mapped out your stories and you're ready and you're in a meeting and you're going into the meeting ready to tell a story, it's going to be a game changer. And the reason is, is because people understand stories and they get emotionally connected to the story. And when people get emotionally connected and understand what you're talking about, they will buy. Because again, people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. And once you help them understand why they should buy... It's a game changer. Game changer number seven, handling objections. You know exactly what to do the next time you get an objection or you get stuck when you hear the same old objection over and over again, like send me some information, I'm busy, or let me think about it. If so, you're working hard, but you're not working smart. And that's why you need to know how to handle objections. Let me tell you a quick story. It happened to me when I was a rookie. And I explained this story in episode 16, Handling Objections. <laughs> in this story, I was a brand new rookie, and I remember I would hear this over and over and over again. Send me some information. In fact, I thought it was a success. I sent out somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 25 pieces of mail information every single day. Then I would give them a call and I'd say, hi, so-and-so, this is Dan Finley with, at the time, A.G. Edwards here in Milwaukee. I spoke to you last week and you mentioned for me to send you some information on who I am and what I do. So I sent it out. Did you get it? I'd accentuate the negative. And they'd say, no, didn't get it. Can you send it again? And I'd say, sure. And I'd send it again. Then the following week, I would call up and I'd say, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself again. I'm Dan Finley with A.G. Edwards here in Milwaukee. And last week... A couple of weeks ago, you suggested I send you some information, so I sent it out, 
And then I called last week and you said you didn't get it to send it again. So I sent it again. Did you get that information? And they'd say, yeah, I did. We're not interested. Click. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Well, what was happening to me was the challenge. Working hard and not working smart when it comes to objections. And what I learned was the solution. I learned how to handle objections. So, I want to cover three things. First, the art of objection perception. Second, the top three ways to handle objections. And third, the advisor's edge worksheet. So the first thing, the art of objection perception. And here's what I mean. How we perceive objections has an impact at how successful we are at overcoming objections. You see, if we perceive objections as something that's inevitable, that we expect them to say, not interested, let me think about it, can you send me some information, I need to read it over, I need to talk to my spouse, and the list goes on and on, then we just accept it as this is a natural part of the sales process. It's no big deal. That takes us to the next step, the top three ways to handle objections. Now, I cover this in, as I say, episode 16, but really what it's all about is three ways to handle objections. First, the smokescreen technique. I created it. (laughs) And what this is, is just really trying to find the real objection. So if I hear I'm busy, I'm going to do empathy acknowledgement. I completely understand it's a busy time of the year. And then I'll go into the next step, open-ended question. In addition to being busy, what else is holding you back from wanting to get together? And then the third step. If they say, well, I mean, I have an advisor. Third step, close. Is there anything else? All I'm trying to do is get to the objection, not through the objection, because if I get to it, I'm going to use one of the other two ways, which are the objection resolution model or feel felt found. Now, I cover all of this, but the objection resolution model is empathy acknowledgement. We do it again. Best question through benefits and close. So if I heard the real objection, I have an advisor, I'm going to say, I completely understand. In fact, everybody I've ever worked with in the last 30 years had an an advisor when I first met them. I'm kind of curious. If there was one thing that you could change about your relationship with that advisor, if you could change anything, what would it be? I don't know. I never hear from him. Well, that's exactly why I want to get together with you. Because I've got a client servicing system that my clients know when we're going to meet, what we're going to talk about, and what to do in between meetings. Hey, do you have any time on Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? Which one's better for you? Notice what's happening. I've got a process for handling objections. Now, the third way is old school, feel, felt, found. You've probably heard this before. I completely understand how you might feel that there's no reason for us to to meet. In fact, some of my clients felt the same way when I met them the first time. But what they found was when they got a second opinion, they were glad because they were taking too much risk. Hey, do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4 to make sure you're not taking too much risk? Which one's better for you? So notice what we're doing here. We've got a process. And that takes me to the third thing I wanted to talk about. The tool. It's a tool I created called the Advisor's Edge Worksheet. Where everything that I just said is all on an Excel spreadsheet. I don't have it in front of me, but because I know it, I created it. But you literally could click a button and you can go right across the row. (laughs) Let me tell you a quick story before we go, though. One of my clients changed his perception towards objections so much so that he made a game out of it. And what he did was 
Every day he was trying to get more objections than he did the day before. In fact, his record was 27 objections in one day. Every time he got an objection, he threw a quarter in a jar. And that was a game changer because he knew how to handle objections. See, the reason why handling objections is a game changer is because when you know how to handle those, you close the sale. It's that simple. Game changer number eight, mastering personality-based selling. Now, you might have heard this saying, people tend to work with people they like, and people tend to like people that are like them. So this holds true in a lot of sales environments because people want to work with people that are like them. See, people want to connect with those that they do business with. And it's this kind of mentality that personality-based selling is all around. And here's what I mean. Years ago, I had the top producer in the office come down the hall and knocked on my door and said, hey, come on in my office when you get done. And I went down. I was a brand new rookie. I went down to his corner office and I sat there and he said, hey, look, listen, I I need to tell you something. People are going to work with me, but they're not going to work with you. And I thought, what? And I even said, why did you bring me down here to tell me people aren't going to work with me? I'm getting rejected all day. And he said, just relax. People are going to work with you. and They're not going to work with me. And I said, why? I'm a brand new rookie. And he said, because you can't connect with everybody. So I went down to my, my office. I sat down and I thought, all I need to do is find people that are just like me. But I never realized how wrong he was because what he didn't realize, he didn't realize was, wait a minute, you can identify personality types and connect with anyone if you know personality-based selling. So the challenge is turning prospects off. And the solution is learn personality-based selling. So what you need to do in order to learn personality-based selling is to know the four core personality types, which are commander, organizer, relator, energizer. I'm going to do a future podcast on this. What this is all about is knowing what their personality types are. So a commander, just an FYI, is very driven, results-driven. A relator in the core acronym is the opposite, feelings-driven. Now, an organizer is accuracy-driven. They want to make sure everything is right by the book. Whereas an energizer is polar opposite. They're energy-driven. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So the first step is to understand these four core personality types. Then you have to know your core personality type. Which one are you most like? Then you have to know how to identify other people's personality types, and it's not that difficult. The next step is to know how to speak their language. Know their hot buttons, their cold buttons. And the final step is to know how to close them in their language. You see, you'd want to close a commander in a results-driven way. Or, here's an example, a relator who's a feelings-driven person by saying, Are you comfortable moving ahead? The word comfortable is feelings-driven. You see, the reason why personality-based selling is a game-changer is because once you learn how to do it, it can easily connect you with anyone. It's that simple. And when you do that, it changes everything. Game-changer number nine, unclog your pipeline. Did you know that you have a clog in your pipeline? Everybody does. At some point, one of the four stages of the pipeline 
has a clog in it. It's more clogged than the others. So the four stages are the initial contact, stage one, the initial contact, stage two, first appointment, stage three, closing appointment, stage four, referrals. So which of these is your clog? <laughs> do you know what it is? And if you did know what it is, do you know how to unclog it? Let me tell you a quick story about one advisor that had a game changer moment. This advisor, who I'd worked with for years, had a pipeline. But the pipeline wasn't doing very well. And so I said, where's the clock? He said, it's at the beginning, stage one, the initial contact. I'm not talking to enough people. So we worked on how to get motivated and how, what to say and how to say it and how to get through the objections and all of that. And he unclogged the pipeline. Next, I said, what's the next clock? And he said, stage three. I'm not closing people. And so we worked on what to do, what to say, how to take someone from the beginning stages of the closing appointment to understanding why they should buy. And he closed 20 out of 21 people in a row after that. There was no clog. Then I asked the same question. Where's the clog? And he said, stage two. Stage two is the first appointment. I get these appointments. They show up, but they don't move to stage three, the closing appointment. There's a clog. And here's what he was doing. He was telling people instead of asking people. He was telling people his company's brochure, basically. Instead of asking spin-selling questions, asking questions-based selling to understand their problems, the implication of not fixing their problems, and to show his value. So we fixed that clog. And then we went to the last one, stage four, asking for referrals. And we fixed that too. The point of the story is, is that when you start to unclog your pipeline and you look at your pipeline as a process to unclog, it's not that difficult. See, the challenge is not putting people into and flowing through the pipeline, but the solution is really learning how to unclog the pipeline. So the tools that I have are in several different podcasts. In fact, I literally created a podcast, episode 24, for the initial contact. I literally created a podcast, episode 25, for the first appointment, and episode 26 for the closing appointment and episode 27 for referrals. So if you want to get a good understanding of how to unclog your pipeline, go back and listen to those episodes. You'll be glad you did. But the reason why unclogging the pipeline is a game changer is because you will realize that adding people to and having them flow through the pipeline is actually simple and you get success. And that is a game changer. Game changer number 10, get a coach. <laughs> okay, so now you've heard, if you've been listening to both of these episodes, nine ways to create game changers in your business. I've actually saved the best for last. It's get a coach. As you can see, it takes somebody to look at your business from the outside to help you build a better business, one solution at a time. And that's what do we do. That's what I've been doing since 2004, and I've been in the industry since 1993. I was in production. So if you're still on the fence of whether or not you think coaching is right for you, listen to episode one, Are You Coachable?, to see if coaching is right for you. But you're also going to want to listen to some recent episodes. Episode 29 and 30, Advisor Success Stories, part one and part two. 
because that's going to help you to understand how ordinary advisors and agents have extraordinary success. So when you do that, you're going to want to get a coach. And if we work together, it's going to be a game changer. So at the beginning of this podcast, I said we're going to cover three things. First, understanding game changers so that you know what they are and why they're so important. Check. We did that. Second, the top game changers in your business so that you can understand what to do next. Now what we're going to do is what I did in the previous podcast and talk about your next steps. And really it comes down to this. I don't want you to just to get information, but I want you to get transformation. And successful advisors and agents, here's what they do and what they've done. All of the advisors and agents that I've spoke about in these two podcasts and several other podcasts, all of the podcasts, they have several things in common. And here's what they are. Number one, be honest in understanding where you are and that you're not getting the success that you want. Number two, pick up the phone and schedule a free coaching session. They all did. Number three, explain your biggest challenges. They all did that too. Number four, understand the solutions. That's where I come in. I'll show you the solutions, the tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions to help you. Number five, apply the solutions. Number six, get results. So if you're interested in taking your business to the next level, reach out to me. I'd be happy to set up a free session free coaching session with you. In that session, what we're going to do is we're going to identify your top challenges, the top solutions, and what actions you need to take in order to create your game changers. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.